Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Katie Bowden. Hello. Hello. You're hungover. I'm very hungover. I've got a Coca-Cola. There you are. You, <laughs> Jack's got a Coca-Cola. Normally, we always have wine as a, as a general rule for this recording, but I've let him off this time. And he's got a Coca-Cola. He doesn't even like it. He just likes the glass bottle. I really just do. And I can see your white wine just staring at me. Hi, Jack. It's like it's laughing. I'm white wine. It's so crisp. It it's a cold, lovely. cruel mistress. How are you, apart from hungover? Yeah, right, actually. Um... Curious to see what, how you'll react this week to my app. Why? Just, it just kind of hit me to do this, and I've been interested in it for a while. I watched a documentary on it a couple of months back, and it's an interesting thing. And it was something that I don't think either of us experienced. I don't think, I think it was, it was in our lifetime, but we didn't experience it. So I'm interested to see your thoughts. And it's not something we'd ever talk about. Okay. It immediate. My brain is already going kind of blue. Uh, not n- naughty. Not naughty. Not naughty. Well, actually, if you think, mm, no, not naughty. Okay. So, Casey. Yeah. Today, we're soaring. We're flying. <gasps> except we're not. High school musical. No. Oh. We're well not going to be flying because we're going to be talking about Concord. The Concord. Stop it. The Concord. I'm going to tell you about the ill-fated Concord aircraft. Concord. Concord. Keep saying I, Concord. I feel like this was one when we initially thought out the premise of the podcast. Yeah. Concord was the sort of thing we thought we should probably do a thing yeah, about. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So. Interesting. Interesting. And I, I think because me and you are like both quite strong, independent, like. <laughs> Women? Business women. Yeah. Businessmen and women. Uh-huh. We would have taken a Concorde if we were like in the 80s. Yeah, in a skirt suit. Yeah, oh my God. With a so briefcase. up for us. <laughs> and a um, perm. I, do, you know, do you know this? I, I once tried to get a perm, but my mum wouldn't let me. Of course you did. I wanted a perm like Nick Grimshaw did in his early <laughs> days of T4. <laughs> oh, God. The BBC Switch days. <laughs> Um, God, you'd have looked like um, you'd have gone in with a picture of Nick Grimshaw with his lovely, luscious, curly locks, and you'd have come out looking like the lawyer from People vs. OJ. <laughs> Marcia Clark. <Yes. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's like that one time. I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but one time a few years ago, I got a phone call. From, I got a phone call from Jack, and I think it's the only time I've ever heard him. Like, I don't know if you're crying or if you're close to tears. And you're like, Katie, I've got no hair left. It was honestly one of my <laughs> lowest moments. Of like honestly, I was not laughing at the time, but now it's kind of. If you don't laugh, you'll cry again. Yeah, I, I find it funny now, but it's still like, it still makes me. Yeah, it still makes me. Oh my god! I gosh. can't show it's, people. And, and you like, got that picture of that cute internet dog. What's it called? Doge. Ch- tuna. Uh, tuna. Tuna. And now you can't show anyone the picture. I deleted the picture. <gasps> But I, I I've got it. I've I've got it somewhere, so that's fine. Hang on, no, we were talking about Concord. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we really diverged. Sorry, carry on. So let's get a few quick facts, hey? Love facts, famously. So uh, you know this, but the Concord was a commercial aircraft that could travel up to twice the speed of sound. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> I said it. It was really fast. I didn't know that. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Uh, which is almost as fast as a bullet. A bullet. Bullet. A bullet. A bullet. A bullet. A bullet. Okay. It could take people from one corner of the planet to the other in less than half the time of a regular aeroplane. So, like, less than half. Decent. Mad. I like those numbers. However, it ceased operation in 2003 with, like, there were loads of reasons why it kind of was retired. But I'll get into them in a bit. Okay. So, the French and the British had been working towards this from the mid-50s. Right. And two decades later, in the 70s, it became a reality. In the 70s. In the 70s. So in November... Mid-50s, that's where they started. In the 70s, it was on. Okay. So in November 1970, they got a pilot called Andre Turcat. Andre Turcat. Lovely Andre. To, <laughs> lovely Andre. To fly the first Concorde in a test over the Atlantic. Brave of Andre. I hope they paid him well. And it was a co-production between the British Aircraft Corporation and the Sud Aviation. That's French. Cool. And uh, Andrew Tur- Turncoat, no, Andrew Turcat. Turcat, yeah. <laughs> your Turncoat. You're, this is your episode, remember. You're oh, the yeah. one that knows the information. So Andrew is kind of seen as a Neil Armstrong among uh-huh. the mm-hmm. aviation community because he, <laughs> he took like the first steps and first foray into like new modes of transport. An Air innovator. Transport. He was an innovator. Fun um, fact, I've flown a plane. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've told you no. this before. No. I have. What I've do you mean you've flown a plane? <laughs> what, are you taking, you taking EasyJet over to Ibiza, <laughs> were you? <laughs> yeah, I've flown a plane. I was an air cadet as a child, as oh, a teenager. I did know you were an air cadet. I didn't take off or land, but I controlled it when we were in air, and I did a loop the loop. You did a loop the loop? I did a loop the loop. See, knowing you now, yeah. I feel like you would be... Absolutely terrible. It'd be a fucking terrible decision to put me in charge of a plane. You'd be terrible. Yeah. I can't. I can't. You're you are good in a crisis, but like to Thank me, you. that's the thing that I would feel like would stress you the out. I don't know. I kind of go in with blind. Okay. Sure, this could be fun. Loop the loop. Woo! <laughs> Great. Sorry. Carry on. Concord. No, um, basically, I'd, uh, also a quick point on. Um, on the Concorde and a regular plane. A regular plane flies at an average speed of around 575 miles an hour. 
575,000 an hour. But a Concorde flew at uh, a sensational 1,320 miles per hour, which is a massive difference. Loads. So, like, double and a bit faster. Anyway, so anyway, it took quite a while for it to become a viable commercial option. Mm -hmm. Background info on that was that after World War II, mm -hmm. air travel became very quickly popular. So it, 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 the Vogue. It became the Vogue mm -hmm. because of those, those pesky World War II fighter jets or whatever. But anyway, the British were behind in like general aviation transport. So okay. like good at the warplanes, bad at passenger jets and passenger Fun planes. planes. Uh, and the we US call them fun planes? Is that fine? Fun planes. Fun planes. Planes are fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, your, your package deal plane. Yeah, you know. your Thompsons. Your Thompsons. Tui. <laughs> uh, hashtag spawn. Uh, but, I um, wish. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> oh, that's sweet, sweet um, Thompson, Ameri Tui money. America were like miles ahead when it came to passenger flights in mm -hmm. terms of where they were with in, in technology. But the French and UK... Uh, aviation initiatives collaborated on this new technology and developed it throughout the 60s. So between right, in the, so in they the, wanted the it on in the mid 50s. French and UK came together to make the Concorde, but, but. it was not popular. I feel mm. like a thing of our time is people bitching about the third runway at Heathrow. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this was the there. third. Is it the third? Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I feel like this was the the 60s version of that. Basically, people didn't want it because it was costly, really, really super noisy. Kind of like the high-speed rail. Yes, so high-speed mm. rail. Uh, and it wasn't great for the environment. It's terrible for the environment. It's kind of so, like the bad boy of the Yeah, uh, the so to reach that bloody whopping 1,300 miles an hour speed, mm -hmm. it had to create a sonic boom, which is damn loud. <laughs> very, very loud. And it was... Were you there? No, just a sonic boom in general. <laughs> is it? I was there in the 60s. Famously old. Uh, and it also burnt 100 tonnes of fuel to get from London to New York, which I assume is a lot. 100 tonnes seems like a lot. It's a significant amount, isn't it? But you could get to New York in, uh, three, in under three and a half hours. Brilliant. Quite Who fast. cares about the environment? <laughs> right. Great. Get, me to, get honestly, me to the city. Honestly quicker than getting to my hometown of Swansea. Anyway, the Prime Minister at the time, Harold Wilson, mm -hmm. who maybe we'll cover in the future. Potentially. You know, he sounds a bit of a... Sounds boring, if I'm honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a significant historical figure, but sure, let's skip over it. No, but he tried, yeah. to, he tried to cancel Concord. No. End, End sorry, him. End him. I mean, he's but very much off. But. the French president, Charles de Gaulle... Oh, off, off of, of the... Off of the airport. Yeah. Um, threatened to sue the British government if they pulled out of Concord. Yeah. So it continued. God, we really like to go for the whole French-UK versus each other after right, the Bayo Tapestry, right. don't we? Still go... Yes. Yeah. Do you remember um, that episode? I do. Yeah. I, I, I remember <laughs> it so well. Okay, a, a disclaimer from last episode. Right, this is a serious thing. We need to take a little we break do need to take a, Concord We need to briefly. take a step back. I... Right, legitimately. I'm glad you're bringing this up, not me. You're going. Legitimately, to I, I made a colossal error. Huge. I loved Katie's episode last week about the Bayo Tapestry. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I and, and as we discussed during it, I knew a little bit, of, you know, about certain things. I knew about the history of the time. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh my god, give Katie a compliment, few and far between. I'll message her to say how much I love the episode. So I messaged Katie going, Katie, the ep- your episode on the Magna Carta was amazing. Livid. And she, and she was like, cool, okay. Um, it wasn't about that, but Fucking okay. Fucking furious. And I got offended because she'd like brush past it. So I was like, hello, I'm on about the episode from last week. I'm saying it's really good. Like, take the comment. So I got, I got arsy. Got not really realizing, arsy. Not realizing that... The reason Casey kept bringing it up that we hadn't done it last week was because we hadn't, we hadn't done, it. done the Magna Carta. It was Carta. about the Bayo Tapestry. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Magna Carta, you idiot. I'm such an idiot. Good that that went in. I'm you really such loved an that idiot. episode. Anyway, Concord. So, um, really Casey. enjoying your episode about Spitfires, by the way. <laughs> Great. Casey, the project took off, mm-hmm. and the first passenger flight was completed from London. Why did you wink at me when you said took off then? Because like it flew, took off. Right. You were liking it something. What? You winked at me as you said took off. Like took off because I did a pun. Oh, okay. Oh, it took off. Oh, I see. Next. Anyway, the flight (laughs) was between London to Bahrain. From London to Bahrain. Uh, in January 1976. It went from London to Bahrain in January 1976. Okay. The US was sceptical and never bought any of the aircrafts. Only 14 Concords were ever built. British Airways bought seven, <laughs> as did Air France. Okay. The so two fla- main ones. Yeah. The for, two British, uh, for Britain and UK. Uh, Britain and UK? Britain and France. Britain and France. A flight in the 1980s would have set you back... £3,500. What? In the 80s? That's in the 80s. It would have cost that much. Wow. To do a yeah return journey. Wow. It's like g- you going one of those Richard Branson things to space now, isn't it? That amount of yeah. money. Gosh. Um, and you'd expect kind of luxury travel, right? Yeah. Lovely air stewardesses. Wrong. Cabins were said to be cramped, uncomfortable, Ew. and passengers likened the takeoff experience to like the experience you get when you have to lean back in a dental chair. Oh, God. Uh, kind of comfy. Yeah, no? but like a no. proper lean back. Yeah. And the profits made by the fleet were dubious. So basically governments gave them breaks and also made it compulsory for British government employees to use Concord as travel. So if they had to go anywhere, they had to use Concord. Right. So bolstered its business basically oh i see kind of sly and although in 1986 it was deemed a failure it carried on until 2000 okay then uh, in 2000 there was a tragic crash one of uh, the air france aircrafts um got taken down by a punctured fuel tank and set on fire and all 113 passengers on board died oh my god I think uh, I, yeah. and all concourse i think i remember that I didn't realise those were the numbers, though. Yeah, yeah, mad, right? And for a year, so between 2000 and 2001, all Concorde flights were grounded while yeah. they while they found got to the bottom of why it happened. Uh-huh. I'm on all, it's, it's a shame because although, obviously, that was horrible, that was the only major crash of Concorde compared, to the, compared yeah. to the... But know, so severe. Yeah. Yeah. But because it stuck out, yeah, of people course. thought they were unsafe. Mm. But yeah, yeah uh, they were relatively safe other than that. Mm. But also, after they were grounded, there was something 
else massive in the passenger plane world that happened in 2001. Ah, yes. So by the time 9-11 had happened, yeah. it completely transformed how people looked at commercial air travel, passenger travel. Completely. And it, it basically... A big shift in the way things were done in the plane world. So in terms of how the culture of like plane travel, it just wasn't deemed a viable option to yeah. continue. So in 2003, two years after that, Concorde was officially retired. Let's see. And that is the short story of Concorde. Golly. Uh, do you want a little pub quiz? Oh, God, you you gave me so many years. It's going to be hard. I've tried to stick away from years because I did give you quite okay, a few. Okay, right. But, okay. Question one. Yeah. Andre Turcat was the first test pilot of a Concorde. But what year did he fly? 1975? It was 1970. Ah, oh, rubbish. It's all right. I did throw loads of dates at you, but hopefully that's the only date question. Yeah. Question two, what was the destination of the first passenger Concorde flight? So not his test flight. It was going from London to where? Bahrain. Correct. From London to, to Bahrain. Bahrain. <laughs> um, which prime minister tried to cancel Concorde development? Harold Wilson. Yes. Sorry, I should. Yeah, if you're listening at home, get your paws bit ready i really ruined that one for you <laughs> if you were going to pause it and have that little thing but no. you've got one for free from then. here on in yeah question four a concord could travel on average 1320 miles an hour oh, i thought you were going to ask me that i really held that in my brain but how long would a flight to, from london to new york city take three hours three and a half hours correct yes three and a half hours or around yes. that and when was Concorde retired? What year officially? 2003. Yes. Yes. Four out of five ain't bad, sister. Four out of five. I'm not mad at that. 1970, though. That was where I slipped. That was the test flight from yeah. Turdcat. What was it called? Turdcat. Andre Turdcat. Turdcat, yes. Um, well, I'll remember that now. And that is good. I remember the last flight, and I remember it being on BBC News. I was at uh, Katie Evelyn's house in West Brickend, Newton Longville. It was wow. We just got home from primary school. I mean, I imagine you were settling down and starting a family around this time. I was very much <laughs> at primary school. I and don't remember it, you know. You don't? I, I remember it really... I, re I remember Jenny Eveling, Katie's mum, two Katies, double trouble. Uh, I remember Jenny saying, you, girls, this is an important thing. You need to come watch this. Oh, wow. And here Jenny. we... Here we flipping are, 15 years later. <laughs> we Finally coming on. good. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, well, I feel like I've learned some stuff. I think I think so. It's it's weird, isn't it? There's like, you think about the old days being quite slow at technolo technological advancements, yeah. but actually it kind of was done and dusted within like 30 years. It yeah. happened, took off, as it were, and then was retired within a 30-year time period. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that Concords are quite crap at first to get into. I'm imagining like full glam. Yeah, yeah. not glam. Oh, well. But speed, so. That's all right. Should we take off? Let's take off, dear. Take off your clothes. <laughs> You're disgusting. Why do you have to go there? Why do you have I to take know. it to... It was a nice little plain pun to end the episode. <sighs> off we go. What? Why? Um, I've got another one. Okay. Why don't go we again. go... Why don't we join the Mile High Club? Disgusting. Why have you gone there? Would Do you, you know what that is? You don't would you, would He you, knows what that is. Would you have sex with someone in the toilet? On a plane? My dad listens. 
Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.